Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Technical Foul Podcast. Once again, what's we got, up? What's uh, up? Raz, Ben's in the house. We're what's back up, here, and uh, we're back again for another episode. Probably going to be a short one because there's not much going on this week. Yeah, uh, tons <laughs> of upsets in the uh, NCAA stingers. Um, it is definitely March madness. Madness, madness. Mad. What do you guys think about the last Mad, week's games? Let's you. get right into it. Man, um, it's been crazy. Uh, Michigan State shooting bombs. Michigan State. Wait, Michigan. I'm thinking about Michigan. Never okay, mind. I was about to say like <laughs> Michigan State didn't make a, a basket for like the last 11 minutes or something crazy <laughs> like that. Struggling. The first time ever. I'm gonna be honest. It's been kind of hard to watch some of these games. Cause, Why? Like, there's been so many games where a team will go on such a scoring drought. Like they've lost because they didn't score for six eight minutes like you'll see the ticker at the bottom it says like zero field goals and, last and the timer's minutes. going yeah. it's like eight plus minutes right I'm like that has been that was multiple times this past weekend right yeah and i noticed that too because i was like man i haven't there's been few games i've watched all the way through and i'm so glad like there's other games playing around the same time so you're not sticking to one game because if you're watching one game all the way through Oh my gosh! Yeah, it turnovers, it kind of boring. Brick shots, bad selection, shot selections, just, just bad. You know, I mean, bad. Keep going. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say <clears> like this is year the first ever sixteen over a one, which everybody gets excited about in for like five minutes. You're like, oh my god, sixteen over a one, and then you realize kind of like, all right, so now we got UMBC in the second round, and they're matched up against who? You know, like. It's like you got all these lower-seeded teams playing against each other, and it's not something a lot of people typically get excited about. Like, everybody wanted to see, like, oh, Arizona's going to play Kentucky? Nope, just kidding. Arizona lost first round. Yeah, and we, uh, I think we talked about that in the last five. I was definitely licking my chops for that because, for me, that was the major letdown because I wanted something that was, like, you know, feature, feature matchup. Kind of like last year, for me, it was UCLA and Kentucky with uh, yeah, Ball Yeah, it was a good and, matchup. And, and then Fox. Kentucky played Carolina right after that. And it right. It was like back-to-back. Yeah, and really I appreciate that. I was like, yes, I'm, okay, I'm getting into it. So now Kentucky will play, um, who, did they, who did they just play? They played Buffalo in the second round. Right. Because they upset Arizona. And then the third round, or Sweet 16, they're going to be playing... Um, I have no idea. I forget. It's not somebody good though. But this Kansas is Kansas State. Kansas State. Yeah. Kansas State. But this is a problem with our like fan theology. Is man, we, you know, we want to see even matches. We want to see the underdogs win and this and that. We're like, yeah. But be careful what you ask for. To an to an extent, <laughs> be careful it's what like, you wish hey, for. Hey, come on, the NBA is trash right now because it's only the Cavs and only the Warriors and nobody else, and we just see the same teams over and over again. We're like, oh man, well, what's gonna happen whenever the Seventy Sixers sneak their way into the final? And exactly. Everybody's like, oh, well, this is an absolute trash exactly. matchup. Well, you know, Twitter, you know, Twitter Twitter like, Sixers to... are kind oh, of fun, come on, though. you know, I'm trying to make a point. You're trying to be serious. <laughs> I'm saying though, I get it. You know I get what I mean? it. Twitter, like, Twitter man, just wants poor, to bash the poor anything. Browns. Uh, yeah, the poor Browns haven't won five more than five games in in ten years, and all of a sudden they go may go on a run and make it to the conference championship. Hey, like, yet yeah, nobody look out for the cares Browns about next this. year. Oh my gosh, they yeah. might be a playoff ben, team. You're being ridiculous. Browns, 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 Browns are being ridiculous. Yeah, Ben Ben just loves everything about everybody. Write it down. <laughs> Wild card. Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey, I anyways, believe that though, because they might be how the Rams were this past. But now season. we get to our final four. You know, <laughs> we get to the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight. We get to our final four, and there's you know a four seed, a two seed, can I, a can three I talk seed. About my bracket for and, a second. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, every like no one will watch the final four if that yeah. happens. With my bracket, literally, I have two teams left out of the uh, the Elite Eight. It's Villanova and who was the other one? Gonzaga. No, you, I didn't you, have Gonzaga. Had Gonzaga. I had Gonzaga losing the first round like an idiot. Um, uh, Duke. 
Duke. Duke is Duke is still in. Mm. No, actually, I didn't because I had Michigan State beating them. Thanks, Michigan State. Appreciate you <laughs> never picking them again. They screwed me two out of the last three years. Man, and, they, uh, just I don't want to even get from a guy so that's kind of like a game. from a guy that's kind of like a at this point. I would consider myself a casual uh, NCAA basketball. March Madness only. Right. But, That's where you I'm, know, I'm I'm slowly getting into it. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I'm, I think for me, the only exciting team to watch is uh, Kentucky and Duke. Yeah. Well, we do you still know, have perhaps. a few blue bloods left. Yeah. I mean, we've got Kentucky, Duke, Kansas is still in it, and then Villanova is the top seed. So there are still some good teams. Unfortunately, three out of four of them are on the right side of the bracket. The only one left on the left side of the bracket is Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like Gonzaga, Michigan, who's a three seed. So there's still some decent teams left. I just think people expected there to be more good matchups. I'm surprised you're not more hype about Florida State, Mr. Florida State. No, I, okay, so that was one of the next things I was going to bring up was like, who's left that you're rooting for? Because obviously, like my Tar Heels lost. I was pretty upset. At the same time, I'm like, can't win it every year. You know, we've been to the championship game the last two years, so. Oh, yeah. Now you got to return know. all your Jordan UNC <laughs> shoes. <laughs> got to oh, send yeah. them all back. <laughs> got to send them all back. Like, man, my whole closet is baby blue until now. All right. Nah, Kiss it goodbye. Still a fan, but, <laughs> but you know, I've been a, a, especially a Seminole football fan since I, I was a kid. I've always slick liked their basketball team, but they've never been great. And I'm not saying that they're great this year, but they did beat uh, they did beat Xavier, so number one seed. Yeah. Never know. They could have a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about them. Um, I really like Villanova. You know, I like rooting for Jay Wright. I think they play the right way. They're they're a good team to watch. Um, and then shout out to my boys from college because Clayton, my one of my best friends from college and roommate, is a Gonzaga fan. Has been forever. And they went to the championship last year. They're doing good this year. And then Kermit and my cousin Nate, both huge West Virginia fans, and they look pretty good right now. So, uh, mm. shouts to those guys. In it. And Very it's excited winning. about. I'm not worried about your boys. All I'm worried about is Loyola Chicago. <laughs> is that the is that hey, considered the Cinderella like right now? Well. Yeah, definitely. For real. The one they're the top seed left. I think them in Syracuse are. Both 11 seed. Nice. Oh my gosh, man! It's just there's. Well, shout out to uh, Clemson, man. Like, <laughs> I don't even think they're obviously they're known now for just being a football team or a football school. Yeah. Um, I think they they wanted to get um, Zion, the high school kid. They struck out with Zion that. Should have went there. Yeah. Instead of freaking Duke. Right. Yeah, that was a name brand. He went for the name brand. He went for that. He went for Louis Vuitton. I mean, they already got the t- the other top went, two guys. Might as well get the top three players. He should have went with Rockaware. It's upcoming. Newsflash. They got the top three players. They're still not going to win the championship. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, isn't it like, you know, all the talent is spread out now? You think uh, certain? it's not a, really about the – well, obviously, in that case, it is about the school – but um, I'd say this year is way way more up for grabs than the last ten years as far as championship like contenders. Yeah, obviously all these teams that everybody thought was going to be really good mm-hmm. have have slipped and Virginia falling short early. Yeah. You know, um, like Duke is still in it. I mean, they got a lot of talent, a lot of young talent. You think that's due to like the coaching or? officiating like I don't what's... think this is the coaching uh, to be honest with you I think that's like the one and done has has really kind of in my opinion kind of screwed up college basketball because you got so many young players that are that are playing heavy minutes and then you know like honestly I think if they were there for a couple of years they'd have a little bit more experience and typically like the this teams... is 10 years though now I mean yeah no that's what I'm saying but it's like it's slowly like change the way the game is played in my opinion I, I mean I think there should be there should be like a committee or something that decides it should be more is this kid good enough to go out of high school and if not they need to play like two years of college basketball yeah it should be incentivized yeah 
one year. You know, if they changed, like we talked about in the previous pod, like if they changed the kind of the Olympic system, I think where the kids could maybe get money from advertising or something like that, like some kind of compensation, it'd be more incentive for them to stay in college than to go too early. All right. But that's just my opinion. I mean, you do have some teams right now that are coming together. Um, Duke's playing really well. They have, like, three freshman starters. Maybe four four freshman starters, actually. And then... Um, yeah, Grayson's the only senior. And then Kentucky, you know, they're all freshmen, a couple sophomores, and they're playing really good. They've kind of figured them figured out who they are now and who their go-to guys are, like Shea and uh, Kevin Knox has really stepped up lately. Mm-hmm. Played a lot better, and... You know, they just—it seems like they know they know who they are, so it just makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I can tell it. It takes a while to get everyone um, sequenced and playing, establishing roles and playing well together. And uh, honestly, uh, for, that's like, why I was surprised that like the Carolinas and the Virginias lost because they they have more like senior, experience. Yeah, they have more experience, and those guys have played together for a while, so it's like you kind of know who is what role. I think Carolina's problem was really they didn't have that second, like, go-to scorer. You know, like, Joe Barry could get hot, and then that was it. Uh, Luke May could get hot at times, but, it, like, Luke May is like a walk-on, you know. And he had a tremendous year for a guy who's a walk-on. But, like, if he's your second best player, I think that's, like, a little bit of a concern. And I kind of felt like that all year, but they played above expectations for a while. I mean, next year we got three kids coming in that I think could be really good, so I'm excited right. about that. But yeah. yeah, what do you guys think about the one and done rule? For me personally, I think that's a good idea. I mean, you there's something has to change. I feel like you know once you put in a plan uh, that's been you know going on, people are going to find ways to. Um, exploit it and you know the only people that suffer is the fans that watch the sport um, so I think if you know you need to if you require two years then um, maybe it will incentivize the kids to try harder or take it more seriously and maybe take um, you know academics also more seriously mm-hmm. too sure. so um I just don't understand why. I mean, I'd say that I say, I mean, like with baseball, you know, a kid can if if you're good enough to come straight out of high school, you can enter the draft. Mm-hmm. If you're drafted, you you can choose. Okay, am I gonna am I gonna go or yeah. am I gonna stay? Because yeah. so you can get drafted straight out of high school and say, you know, hey, well, you know, I got drafted in the fourth round. Yeah. I think I can do better than that. Let me go to school for a couple years and and get better. And it's but you you know. And I have then, a question for you about that. Because then here, you know, you got some of these kids that like, you know, they say, well, oh, I got to do one and done. I can go straight to the NBA. Well, what happens when that kid declares for the draft, gets drafted super late and never plays, and now he's ineligible to play in college anymore? He's not going back to college. Well, I think you should also develop some type of insurance with the school. I don't think there – that's what I'm saying. I don't think there needs to be insurance. I think that, you know, just because you declare for the draft should not – that should not – immediately eliminate your well, amateur doesn't. status so it doesn't but if they they if they hire an agent then they can't go back so it's like yeah you can try to represent yourself. if the kids that the kids that are really serious about going are gonna mostly you're gonna hire an agent you know and then there's been some situations like last year javon carter that plays for west virginia he was a junior and he decided to enter into the draft but he didn't hire an agent he didn't get drafted so he went back to school. Yeah, but like in baseball, you can you can you can have an agent. Yeah, and that's the thing. I same think you're thing right. with same thing with and that's what I, that's what I was going to ask you. So, so you can have an agent in baseball. Like, there really like needs to be a change as far as the rule goes. Well, I mean, I, I don't think see, it's I don't weird see a problem with it. I, I just think it's weird. It's only to like that same type of logic doesn't apply to basketball and football athletes. Like. Is it because of, you know, United States and we popularize those two sports the most? No, I think with, want our I think the biggest to... thing with it is that, like, in baseball, there's so many opportunities. I mean, there's, like, 30-something rounds. There's there's four – you got 
triple A, double A, single A. Well, even uh, more reason low, for a low kid. Low A ball, rookie league. You have so many, like, they can go, they, can, they can get drafted. They can get drafted and, like, hey, I got drafted in the sixth round, but, you know, I'm going to go over here and I'm still going to be able to be developed. Where, like, in football, there is, no there is development. nothing else. There you is either, no you, either, you either make it or you don't. Right. And really, basketball is kind of the same way. Right. Yeah, there's a D league, but that's not a le- league. That's not a that's not a legitimate. No, that's it's not a legitimate, becoming legitimate. legitimate becoming it, it is becoming yeah. legitimate. It's one of those things where I feel like the G league. I'll defend it for a second. Is is still new? I mean, it's really been only been around for what ten. Five, ten years, maybe, maybe the same maybe amount of years that the WNBA. And, and the thing is, like, it's gotten better, and the talent's gotten better within the the G League, and you see more players that have getting moved up, or they've got the two way contracts, contracts now, yeah. which I think is is a really good thing because the guys are able to come up and play in the NBA. And then if like say you got two guys in front of you who are really good, you can go back down and you can play and get minutes and get experience mm-hmm. within the G League. I think that's one quick. I think that's something that's very relative to how they structure MLB with the whole, you know, calling up uh, yeah. to the active roster. And I mean, that's one thing I think. that's be honest with you, down, I, I really yeah. think that if they if they if they change the rule and they decide, hey, we're gonna let these kids go straight out of high school or select kids go straight out of high school, and they struggle. You have to. It's, you okay. have to have that developmental league has to be a legitimate and has, serious. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, league. you if okay, say they, if you get drafted in the early, especially the probably the first round period, they're gonna play like on the right. NBA team. But say it's a high school kid they get drafted in the second round or they go late, and they're just not ready yet. The the G League could be a really good place for them. They're playing against above college level talent, but it's, they're not. It's a professional. In such a spotlight or such a, they're not under such a microscope that they do have that they are able to develop. You know, and maybe you go, maybe you go to three rounds, and maybe you you expand the G League to where there's more teams. Yeah, there's more. Maybe you involve more teams because with basketball, the teams are it's the teams themselves are so small 15 raw 15 spots on the roster yeah. versus you know how many places how many roster spots can you have on a uh, mlb team including 25. including pitchers 25? 25 yeah so there's what 10 Almost more spots yeah. yeah but that's what i'm saying that you know i think that that works for baseball because you see these guys it's like oh man well like for the braves ronald acuna he's been in the minors for you know, two or three years now, he's you know he's been able to develop, and he's going to be a superstar when he hits the league. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't. I mean, guys just don't. It, it rarely happens where guys. It has happened before where guys come straight out of high school and major league and roster. go to the major league roster immediately. It's happened maybe twice ever. But you know, so the with baseball, they're always that developmental league has always been even out of college. That is the path. There yeah. is, there's not really a realistic, straight out of high school, straight out of college, right into the pros. That's just not how yeah. it works. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So the developmental league in baseball is almost. It, it, it I mean, it's, per, it's a. It's perfected. Yeah, well, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's a, the thing is, you have so many levels of it too. You just. You it's don't a have must. Just, mm-hmm. You don't. You don't have like have a choice really. Triple A, and that's it. You have. Single A, Triple A. You have a short season. You got rookie ball. Like you've got all these leagues yeah. that give these players, like you said, time to yeah. develop. They but have the infrastructure. But then, the thing there. is, and they in NBA and the NFL, especially the NFL, really, you really don't. That, that's well, it. But yeah. the thing is, with NFL, there's practice, rosters. Practice, are, practice squad. Yeah, you got practice squad, but rosters are so big that if if you tried to do something like that in the NFL, the the talent level would be so low. Yeah. It really wouldn't make sense in the NFL. Yeah. The town if yeah. you if you if you try to start a league with seventy or sixty two and it's more tough. players like yeah. it, and it's I'll just say tough the rosters are so because, big. And I'll say this though about yeah. about football versus and I'm not saying anything negative about football. Yeah, watch but, it. Watch but it. football takes a lot less skills as far as like hand eye coordination, some things like that. 
that you have to develop pitching, baseball hitting. Me and me and Tony look at you football, cross-eyed right listen, now. Listen, football is more the about side eye is strong right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, football is more about your athletic abilities, your athletic your natural, skill. your natural talents than it is about developing a skill, I think. I don't know, Tony. You want to take this? No, I think... You, okay, <laughs> but my point is... I you, think that if it's... If you can I catch a football, you can catch a football. If you're fast, you're fast. Those aren't things you necessarily develop. You get better at them, yes, as you get older, and as the more the more you continuously do that. But in baseball, like these are things that like are so much harder to fine-tune than in football. And I'll think many people would disagree with me on that. I, I think many people would disagree with you. I think that every sport, and that's what the great thing about sports in general is, is that every sport, had like in, in football, yes, there are few people ever. Deion Sanders, uh, um, what's the name? Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, that have been able to perform, that have been able to play at a professional level in multiple sports because these, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about sports is that it is so specific as far as the skills for that sport. Like, it's just, it's so different. Like, All right, let me, let me lay an argument out there and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Every, every sport has and then you also specific have to... skills that have to be developed. I mean, that's like, you know, I think that, like, people who had never played football, that never, you know, were never that person that played, like, defensive line. Like, the the skill and the techniques... And the 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 hand-eye coordination and the off-the-ball quickness and all these things, uh, the specific skills that you know. Yes, yeah, some guys are fast. Some guys are just strong, strong. Can just get off the ball and just move. Right. But you know, you look at you look at like the um, dude for for Houston that played at Clemson. What's his name? Deshaun Watson. No, he didn't even play at Clemson. He didn't even play at Houston anymore. What's his name? Um, DeAndre, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. No, the football player. The defensive, the defensive lineman. Oh, um, Clowney? Yes. yes. Jadavion Clowney. Carolina, South Carolina, Clemson. not Clemson. I knew you were Same place. About, same place. Yeah. Is he not with oh, the Texans anymore? I don't think he's with the Texans he's anymore. He's still with them. Okay. Yeah, well, he, come yeah. on. All your information was wrong. Anyways. <laughs> but you look at this guy. Like, here's the thing. Like, he, he's yes, he, he's big. He's strong. But this cat, I, he, he gets out there every day. He's working to get off the ball quicker and quicker and quicker. That's not something that just, oh, he's he's fast so he can get off the ball. No, he's he's practicing technique. the technique of getting off the ball every single time. Yes. That technique of the hand fighting to yeah. get to get offensive right, linemen off me, of him. Let me, let, it's the same thing my, with my argument, cornerbacks. Okay. Hear out my argument, okay? Yeah, footwork. I understand footwork, what you're saying. I mean, All of the that's sports. not something that just happens. You, It is a skill that is practiced and Perfected. Hear me out. I understand what you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. It's the same thing with basketball players. You fine-tune your yep. mechanics on your shot, your fundamentals. You get better and better at that as you get older, the more you practice. However, there are guys that can go straight from high school. And, and we have lots of examples in the NBA. We have like Kevin Durant. We have LeBron James. Tracy McGrady. I mean, the list goes on of guys that have come straight from from high Kevin school Durant went to college and, and excelled in the NBA. I there is a very rare small percentage of guys that could go from high school baseball straight into major league baseball. I think there's even a smaller number of guys that could go straight out of high school play and play and play in the NFL. I don't agree with that because just as far as just physicality, the physicality just I the understand. physical the physical the, these these kids and are not mature physically mature enough there is if you, you can't tell me now listen yeah, you can't tell not, me that julio jones could not have went straight from high school to the pros you you can pick you can pick and choose i, I said that i said that the number is very small i did not say it would never happen but there's those freak athletes there are freak athletes there is way less of them to me in baseball than there are in any other sport I don't Let's know. Not talk I think about, it, like the maturity. I don't know. I just think I just think it. that like like Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper could have went could have went day one and played in the league. I think that you know. But would he have struggled though? He there would have been I growing mean, pains. Come, growing pains. Growing pains comes with every sport though. His first. I mean, there's one been some guys that I've seen that have come up to me too quickly, and they've struggled. 
in baseball, but you don't. And the NBA is probably a better example than the NFL, but you have these guys. And my point is that you have all this time to develop in baseball, whereas in the other sports, there's, I mean, football especially, and in basketball, you don't have much of a development league. I mean, you got the G League now. Well, in football, you have to. In football, you have to stay in school two, two years. years, right? So which, you which do have helpful. those. You do have those two years. But now in in the NBA, currently as it sets, you only have to go for one year, right. which to me kind of stunts the growth of as far as them developing. They they need that extra time either in college. Or, or if they get drafted and they're just not ready yet, if they're too young, they could play in the G League. But they're, the I don't, G League would need to expand more. I don't think we're arguing. I don't think we're arguing two different things. I agree one hundred percent. I think the one and done thing is completely pointless. Yeah. You either let the kids come straight out of high school and they can either play or they can't, and then they have the option. Okay, do I go to this developmental league or do I go to school? Right. I think that should be that should be the options. You're either good enough to play, you're good enough to be developed, or you're good in, or you just you go to school. And then when yeah. you go to school, you've got to stay two years, just like baseball. Baseball is a two year rule. You got to stay Football two years. Is a two year rule. Why why not basketball? Baseball, you can get drafted out of high school. You can get drafted as after your sophomore year, and then you can get drafted after that. But you know, that's exactly how I think it should be. And, you know, if, yeah. if you think you're good enough and you want to go pro, you don't want to go to college, you want to go make to money. To me, it has some more to you do You can play with... in the G League your entire life and make forty grand a year and just be a G League player for 15 years. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, have at it. And to me, it, it has more to do with what you're talking about, like some of the things like the, the physicality, their maturity, and not only as an athlete but as a person. Sometimes these kids are getting huge contracts. They're getting millions of dollars. They don't know how to handle their money. They're throwing it away. They're doing crazy stuff. It's like even if you have one, just one more year of life experience can make a huge difference. You know, from age nineteen to twenty, mm-hmm. and you know, like I think it's a broken system the way it sits. Just period, as college basketball goes, and maybe college sports in general. Probably not so much baseball, but NFL, you know, and NBA or in college basketball, not NFL, sorry, college basketball and college football, where you've obviously got a lot of scandal going on, a lot of payments and stuff, you know, leaked under the table. It hasn't been so much caught in college football, but we all know it's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm 90% sure Alabama's paying their players. But and has been for a while. It's just while. like one of those things. Is like <laughs> you've got to you've got to make a change because the system is not working as is. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And you're gonna lose. I agree with you. You're gonna lose fans um, in the meantime if you don't clean it up. And this all started from bad college basketball game. <laughs> this whole conversation. Yeah. But and it's been like that for a couple. Of years. It's not just this year, but right. like the last couple of years, I've noticed the tournament. I'm like. Man, sometimes it's this is hard to watch. Now I do like some of the rule changes they made, like changing to the thirty second shot clock to make the game faster. Some of the hand checking rules, although I you know think the game should be somewhat physical. Like it's good to have the the fouling a little bit to kind of get the scoring up because you were having games where the score was like fifty five to sixty, mm-hmm. and now the like top scoring games you know you might see in their 90s or even 100 break 100 in college basketball i think that's been better for the game but yeah well they want to make it more exciting for everyone so um and they're doing some experimental things i heard during the nit they're doing uh four quarters instead of two halves during the nit and i think that's kind of ncaa's way of saying hey well uh, this is something we could look at and consider maybe every other sport that's the way the girls are, right? level of basketball plays, yeah, girls, plays girls, quarters. Girls play four quarters? High school, you play quarters. I'm pretty sure women's, they play quarters. You know, um, NBA, FIBA, they're all quarters. So why would you just have the one league that plays two halves? It just really doesn't make sense. So that's something they could look at yeah. in the future as well. If they want to prepare the kids for potentially going to the league. going to get started on high school having a shot clock because it definitely needs one that definitely needs one absolutely absolutely but uh girls and girls don't have a shot clock either nothing i was watching the uh 
I was, I was watching a game the other day. I forget who he was even playing. But, yeah, four quarters and no shot clock in the girls' college basketball. Um, what about in the NBA? Not really a ton going on right now. We're getting closer to uh, the playoffs. Uh, about big story 10 to 11. Uh, in the last couple of days is with the Cavs. Um, uh, love is Lou. back. Love is back. back. Love yeah. is back, and Lou is out. Yeah. Uh, said he was like, it, like sick, sick and Bubble coughing gut. up blood and stuff. Bubble like guts or something. Yeah, he's not getting enough. Like he's not getting enough not getting sleep. sleep. Like, um, you, you, what you guys like? The Cavs have struggled, um, you know, the past couple months. Uh, what do you guys think this impact will have? Not having their coach down the stretch. Well, because I mean, they're a, in like what third or fourth in the playoff. Uh, not going to say anything right negative now, about actually. Ty Lue, but uh, they've been tight. they've been player coach for a long time. Now. Uh, <laughs> player coach GM. They've been player coach GM by LeBron <laughs> for a while now, and that's player not coach saying GM agent. Negative. And I'm not trying. I'm not <laughs> trying to be a LeBron hater. I'm really not because they've done well, but um, I don't think that his particular position is going to have that great of an effect on that team. Now, if, say, uh, you lost Brad Stevens as a Celtics, now I think that makes a huge impact. But or a team like this with veteran like that. leadership that kind of runs through LeBron anyway, I don't see it making a huge... No big deal. And and the guy had 40, a 40-point 40 triple-double last night, which is crazy. James Harden numbers. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's 33 <laughs> years old, and he's, uh, he's out there balling. Yeah. And then not to mention, like, they're playing against the Bucks, And Giannis has, like, 37, 11, and 5. So it was a pretty good battle. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to get these games leading up to the end of the season. We're going to have Harden. We're going to have the main guys, you know, going off. Uh, now the Warriors are pretty much, de- you know, debilitated. We got KD out for Everybody's out. so many... I don't know what he's got a rib injury. Um, that's one team I'm kind of worried about because, you know, now it's a health situation. Right. You know, are they gonna have all their pieces together by round one? I'm not. And then you know, I don't know. It's just I, I think they're I just trust, being very cautious. I think right they're now. being cautious. I think they're using the the Spurs mentality with you know the whole rest thing and the whole disguising Patriot disguising. Uh, Injury, always oh, got to bring up the paper. injury list, but uh, it's something to raise your eyebrow about for sure. Always questionable. Yes, for sure. Swaggy P is getting all these minutes though, so I'm loving it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they, they played the horrendous lineup last night. They lost. They only scored 75 points last night because. But they got KD, Steph, and Clay were all sitting out. Right. It was it was ugly. And Omari Kespi. Oh, don't forget about his <laughs> greatly important role. Of their ninth man, right? No, man. So, did you guys hear about? Um, all, so, Jordan Clarkson was featured on. Uh, was it Ch- Channing Fry's road, road tripping with RJ? Yeah, Chan, Richard whatever Richard Jefferson. So, he's quoted saying, um, "You know, back in the Ice Age days or whatever, when we were giants." You know, we had pets. Uh, we had dinosaurs pets. And um, so that that's what he went with as his theory. So what do you guys think about So that? a lot of dinosaur theories out there lately. Humans were giants. Humans were giants. And the dinosaurs were their pets. And the dinosaurs were their pets. Yeah. Really? I'm yeah. not convinced about that. And you, like, they'll go out and like just walk their Do you personally know his dealer? Because we need to talk to this guy. Well, he's in the season. I'm sure he's. Uh, he's clean. Not, yeah, he's a positive clean. that he's clean right now because yeah. he's. We shouldn't you know, ask Odell random, if he's clean or Random not. drug test. <laughs> now, but so what's uh what's a theory that you guys believe or disbelieve? Um, Ben is a big conspiracy theory guy. Whoa, I'm not, I wouldn't say big. Ben, I'd say. Slight conspiracy theory. Ben, ben is uh, I'm not I, one of these guys I know out there that, with the tin hat. I know that it's it's a the, guys kinda, in the, the word that I'm about to say has a negative connotation, but Ben is um, gullible when it comes to uh, <laughs> conspiracy theories. 
If it is a anywhere near convincing theory, <laughs> Ben will research it and like, hey man, I don't know if I believe this, but it sounds compelling. Like, wait a minute. So we we got some cameras at my house, like, and so I'm setting up the cameras, and Ben is like, uh, bro, uh, well, you like turn those off whenever you're home, so like, so people can't, like, watch you and stuff. I'm like, bro, nobody is watching me on the cameras. Specifically people, I was talking about Bill, okay, because he will have access to see you. You live with his daughter. <laughs> Just saying. So, there's like, be some personal moments you don't want him watching in on. No, we're not gonna, there's no cameras in the bedroom. Hey, man. How do you know if only things happen in the bedroom? Hey, man. You never know what might get started on the couch. Hey, what happens? And chill. What happens on the, <laughs> what, what happens on the cribs couch? <laughs> no. Hey, giveaway, no. giveaway over here. Hey, man. We live alone. Hey, man. Giveaway over here on the cribs couch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Um, Maybe in the man cave, the two TV <laughs> man cave. Jeez. What so, are you laughing about, Ozzy? Uh, dog Ozzy over here just giving the side eye. Right, uh, like, hey, that hey, dog. Hey, mom has, and dad, mom and dad, what are you guys doing? That dog has a mind of his own. <laughs> so no, seriously, what are some? Uh, What's your conspiracy some... theories, Ben? I don't know, man. I just like the stuff about the government. Sometimes it's kind of interesting. Things about 9-11. Eagle Eye. Uh, NSA. The the moon landing. Things it, like bro, that. Bro, it's real. They We landed on the moon. I don't know, man. Why haven't they gone back? It's very difficult to do. Is it? It's super dangerous. In 2018. They can send uh, all kinds of... Hey, man. A Tesla Tesla's all kinds of on its way to... All the, over the place. Tesla's on its way to the uh, Mars so, right now. So they say... Yeah. You can send a Tesla to Mars, but you can't send another human to the moon? Bro, it's super dangerous. All the the, uh, technology we've got now? Satellites are barely in orbit. Why don't we have spaceships? The moon is forever away. We do have spaceships. We need to have... uh, Spaceship, human carrier spaceships. Because it's mega dangerous. Come on, man. And incredibly expensive. We have the assets to do that. It's 2018. How? No! the, The country is... $25 $25 trillion in debt. We don't have the assets to be launching humans into space, sacrificing them to the star gods. Okay, so my theory is, uh, I don't know if it's really a theory. <laughs> I think it's just, I don't know, my just crazy mind As a, ever since I've been, when I was younger, I've always thought like human beings are the real aliens. Well, we are aliens to whoever else is out there. And, well, I'm not the alien. Everyone else is the alien. And no, when you're I an don't, alien, too. No, like, <laughs> when I don't see you, and when I leave our studio, you'll turn into your alien forms. So you think we're just fooling you? I think everyone else is fooling everyone. <laughs> yeah. Ben, what do you think of Because I've never seen you when I'm not around. I'll give you the login. You can log into my cameras. <laughs> Wait, what? You're saying it doesn't exist whenever... No, he's yeah. saying that we're, we're... He's normal. Right. But we're all aliens. And whenever he's not around us, that we turn into our alien selves. Oh, you just unzip? Because yeah. he's never... Right. Because like, I've never seen style. you when I'm not around you. It's like... Is that like a, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's I've there to hear it? I've never seen you when I'm not around you. What a, what a concept. That, yeah. that, that's a situation. Like, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Yes. yes, it makes yes, the same makes sound. sound. We don't know. No, I'm not an alien, Raz. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. I but just haven't seen all you, you can do is believe me. Yeah. Yeah. You've been watching too many creepy movies. Which is crazy. Like, all my movies at home. I can't watch. I'm not. I can't watch documentaries. Yes. That's not. No. Why you sports just, docs? Fine. Absolutely. But other yeah. documentaries? Anything what, you fall else? into them like they're real life? Yeah, too too much too much real stuff going on in those. The spooky songs and everything. I do think like there, there's some... <laughs> Did you watch How to Make a Murderer? I mean, okay, here's an example. And I'm not I'm not saying like that I believe everything that, that people talk about. I definitely don't. But people had their theories about Area 51 forever and ever and ever. And it was a secret and blah, 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 blah. It is. Well, and then casually, like, the FBI is like, oh, yeah, Area 51 exists. 
It absolutely does. It's not with aliens. No, it's I'm with... not saying that, but it's like, you know, the testing and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, but it was like one of those things that nobody knew about, nobody was for sure about, but people had their theories about. Well, I think that's how it should be. There should there are certain things there are certain things that the the average person the general public the general public know. does not need to have the knowledge of. That's right. that's agreeable. You know there are, there are certain things that we just we don't we just don't need to know about. The government can test it and get ready for it. That you know there are things that uh, that we live in this age of technology you, and knowledge where everybody can have the access to anything right at the tip of their fingers. So we want to know everything. And if something, and it seems like something is just out of our reach, we, we fall on the it. ground and cry yeah. like little babies. Like, oh, we have to know. Why, why, why is the government keeping things from us? Because you can't handle the truth. Let me ask you a question. This is something I pretty much believe. And uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like movies and television and things like that will show or do outlandish kind of things to get you prepared for the reality of something that is coming in the future. Example, artificial intelligence. The movie AI came out, what, in the 90s, maybe early 2000s? About the the kid who was a robot, blah, 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 artificial intelligence. Right. Like, stuff has been going on. There's been movies and TV shows and stuff about that stuff forever. And now there's, like really artificial intelligence they're really making like robots they're really like cloning things you know like but all that stuff was happening then but just it was just it the ideas were there it was just so out of reach because the technology wasn't there so as right. technology has a as so i mean it's not like that was something where like this movie knew something that we didn't knew i mean it, it was it was happening it's the same thing when you see like well you know hey one day there's going to be you know this device that you carry around with you you know, and you have a computer in your pocket. Like Steve Jobs made that comment in the very beginning of his career. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes the the quote unquote foreshadowing shadowing is not what actually you know. Like they know something that you don't. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people are just are just they they are thinkers and imaginate imaginers and inventors on a different level than the normal person. Like. And so whenever they come out with ideas like this, you know, like, oh, well, this will be something you can carry in your pocket. Or there's going to be robots that you can talk to and that act like human beings. And we're like, no, that doesn't exist now. So I, there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah. But then, but those are the, but those are the people, the creatives. Now I know that we like a lot of people and I'm, I'm one of them that like to give millennials a hard time and that like to give people who call themselves creatives a hard time. Like, I'm like, come on, just get a job. But really, those are the. <laughs> But really, like those are the people who I don't think I'm a millennial, even though I probably those are the people who I, and and I don't really relate with a lot of millennial things. But you know, those are the people that the free thinkers, the people who think outside the box, the people who think, hey, I know this isn't a thing right now, but it should be. So let me let me pursue this and see how it goes. Those are the people that get things done, and then you look at them like they're crazy, but then all of a sudden they're the ones sitting up here, cashing checks because they weren't just following whatever the norm was at the time, yeah. you know, and, but, but that's the way. And I think that movies and music and things like that, that a lot of times that you look back and it's like, Oh my gosh, that's so creepy. They're like the foreshadowing from that movie or this and that. But really what's happening is, Simpsons. is that those are the people that are, that are artistic, that are free thinkers that are, you know, just throwing out outlandish things that like, that, that just are come I'm off. I'm not even necessarily talking you know, about that though. I mean, sometimes there's some stuff with like, TV shows and stuff like with terrorism or uh, gun control or whatever, you know, just like things that are like social issues that like, it seems like they're early, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like reoccurring stuff. But what if, but what if, but what if there's just, what if they just have the influence? Almost trying to like desensitize you to some of these things that, that are, that are happening to where it almost feels normal to you and it shouldn't. But that's what I'm saying. What if those things are, when you look back and say, well, you know, what if the movie iRobot and AI or whatever, like those movies, like kind of open people's eyes to, wow, maybe we should look into that more. You know, the, I mean, movies, movies and music and TV are influent, mm-hmm. are influential things, you know, and somebody says, well, you know, hey, like, 
you know, I think in it, it's a touchy subject right now, especially today. Another one happened. Luckily, no students were killed other than the shooter. But like with school shootings, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, school shootings are happening at such a rapid rate, and we need gun control and this and that. Well, I think a lot of what that comes down to is is the immature videos. is immature kids wanting attention and. You know, kids struggle with depression and anxiety and stuff like that, and they don't know how to reach out for help, and there's not the help there for them. So, you know, when somebody, when a kid is disturbed and their parents don't know how to deal with them, those are the kids that lash out and that look for, and look to, well, I'm going to make people remember me, and they do like stupid stuff like this. I don't, I I don't think think now it's, it's you know, and with the media, so much more, uh, it's not necessarily occurring so much more. It's that it's so much more publicized because the media is so much more available to us. Oh yeah, and the and the media, whether they whether they plan to or not, they the notoriety that they give these these things, the popularity that these things get, just fuels it even more. I mean, yeah, the media controls the narrative. The media a lot controls of everything in sports, um, TV, TV, the news, media, movies. I mean, yeah. I mean, Everything. even if it's just, you know, his um, control is uh, controlling an, an anchor is giving their opinion on something. They're in a way controlling your your perception of how you receive this information. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's not if it's the truth or not, that's information you're consuming and you're either swayed this way or that way. And yeah. going back to what you were saying uh, before about, you know, both of you guys are talking about um, AI and um, iRobot and stuff like that. Uh, we are already experiencing the future right now. And I think, you know, the, the stuff that we see in movies and music, it's kind of gearing us and tooling us up for what's actually coming, you know, in the future. Um, you know, we get a lot of sci-fi movies. I think sci-fi movies sell the most in the theater because that's what we want to believe. That's that's happening, and that's what's um, that we want to see. That it's becoming more the norm of. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's... Well, how many how many times have you seen like a like a alien movie or something like that with a spaceship mm-hmm. that like comes and like hovers down to Earth mm-hmm. and just like and like lands itself back on Earth? Yeah. There are no rocket ships like that yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, until a month or so ago. Yeah. You know. Until then, the way rockets work, you blast a rocket off, and then the the module can come back and land. You know, it just crash lands in the ocean off a parachute, or like a, the space shuttle could land on a regular uh, airplane like landing strip. But now with this these new rockets that um, Elon Musk is SpaceX is shooting off, these things can actually they they blast off. They break off just like a traditional rocket, the different stages, and the stages actually land themselves back where they started. Wow! So you're 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 saving Crazy. the parts. You're saying, you know, it's like yeah, you've seen this in movies forever. I mean, like like Arrival, the movie mm-hmm. that's up. You know, this like space pod is like hovering, hovering. and then like it can it it, it can you know you Over it can be controlled. But you know, we've got drones and things like that that you know are showing that you know. Space, you know, commercial and residential space flight and this and that. Like, it's they're just, it's just technology. Like, yeah. there's so much stuff that was like, yeah. that stuff has never a been a thing. Of, but yeah. now all of a sudden, rockets can land themselves unmanned, unmanned rocket blasting off, splitting up, and landing itself. Speaking of Elon Musk, my cousin just got a job working for Tesla. <laughs> really? Factory. Congrats. Out in San Francisco, doing Man. his thing. Nice. Nate. Anybody else you want to shout out, Benny? I like shouting people out. Tell us famine. Oh well, you need to you need to shout out some of your boys and get a, a interview. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, who I'm gonna shout out. Who's gonna shout out? Uh, baseball season coming up. Shout out to Mookie Betts, man. Shout Hopefully we'll have a better. Maybe we can get a maybe we can get an interview on the pod one day. Yeah, Cameron, holla at me, man. I've been trying to holla at you so we can get at least a voice. Uh, Phone, phone interview. interview. Yes. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. We should uh, we should definitely between the two of us we should be able to get Mookie or Andrew McCutcheon on Kutch, the podcast. I for mean, sure. God. So 
Uh, you guys got anything else? We kind of went off on some tangents. Oh, uh, split one more shout, time. shout out to Penny Hardaway for getting the, yes. the gig at in Memphis. Memphis, Memphis. New yeah. coach for Memphis University. That's where he's uh he's he's from he's Memphis. A, he's a Memphis so guy. Hometown. Man, they love him in Memphis. They won, uh, but he's, he's also won three uh, state championships magic. in a row with the Memphis East. Yeah, and he's a good dude. I got to meet him last year a couple times, and he seems like a solid dude. I think he's gonna do well there. Speaking of Memphis. I'll be going to Memphis Lakers game this weekend, so I might have to. Oh man! Tell tell uh. Thanks for the invite. What hey, up, uh, though? You must go to Gibson's Donuts while you're in Memphis. It's an absolute Gibson's must. Donuts. Best. It was crazy. I've, I've ever never had been in my I've, life. I've never been. I've never visited. You lived in Nashville your whole life and never been to Memphis. I've never visited. I've done business in Memphis, but I've never visited Memphis. He's done business in Memphis. Oh yeah. my gosh, baller over here. Yeah, I've never like. Hung out just, in Memphis more than two hours. Right. <laughs> well, there, so there are some there are some sketchy parts. You just yeah. gotta avoid those. Um, don't stay out in Beale Street too late. Mm-hmm. Our hotels on. What's where is Beale Street uh, worse than Bourbon Street? You think Bourbon Street is toss safer up? at night? Which, which, which I've never been to Beale Street. More Bourbon Street areas around Bourbon Street. To okay. Me, like, you know, like Royal Street is nice. Bro, and, I don't know, man. We went to New Orleans. And got off of Bourbon Street behind this cathedral joint. Oh, and yeah, some, when we went. There's some gypsies over here hollering at us. Like, <laughs> Let me read your palm. Let me. I'm like, yeah, this is super I, sketchy. I, would, you, would you get okay, your palm read? I pretty much saw the most drunk person I've ever seen in my life on Bourbon Street. So, really? That might win. Have you been to New York? Yeah, New York? No idea where he was. Well, no idea. Couldn't walk straight. Like is is over. is Bourbon Street? Is Beale? I never been. Is Beale Street like Bourbon Street, where there's just no matter what, seven days a week there's Party. parties going on. It's a like, twenty four hour. Party. I wouldn't say that. It's probably more on the weekends, but they stay out Bro. till four or five a.m. easily on Beale Street. Always music playing, like live music. Because yeah. Bourbon right. is Bourbon is it's every like, night. It's it's short though. It's not like super oh, okay long. Like, kind of like Broadway in Nashville. Broadway yeah. is not too long. It's, it's only like Broadway three or four blocks. Like, more yeah, wild, you, yeah Broadway blocks. is not. But Broadway is fairly. It's safe, safe. though. But oh, I've yeah. been to Broadway like a lot, and I've only been to Bill Street once. Oh, like, okay. I've only been to Memphis to visit like two times. Yeah. One time was with the basketball team. And only free time we had was checking out local restaurants. So, oh, I do want to shout out uh, my soon-to-be brother-in-law got me the tickets for the Laker Lake game. game. Yeah, and nice. uh, he told me to don't hang out too long on Bill Street. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, same. same. <laughs> so appreciate that, Christopher. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we kind of got off on some tangents and just talked about some just. Off the wall stuff. There's not really too much going on in sports, uh, but uh, we'll be back next week. Sweet 16, it's here. Have some more to talk about, and uh, hopefully a couple more Kentucky wins. Hopefully, yeah. uh, well, now that my Final Four is completely blasted, uh, let's just go for Flo- let's just go uh, Kentucky all the way. Kentucky all the way over here. Let's go. Let's go, Cats. Right, Peace. Peace.